Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Check. Okay. Let me slice up just a little bit. Okay. Say check again. Check. All right. We're good. Okay. And we'll go ahead and get started. This is Empower Wichita, and this will be airing for the weekend of 520. Thank you for joining us for Empower Wichita on Power 93.5. I'm your host, Miranda Watkins, and we've got a busy, busy couple of weekends in front of us. One, school's out now, and we've also got Memorial Weekend coming up. And to talk with me about some events that are going on for Memorial Weekend, I have Mr. Ted Ayers. This is Vice President and General Counsel. Hello, how are you? I'm good, Miranda. How are you? I'm doing good. So it's my first time to get to have you on the show, and I'm so excited to have you on. We actually um, heard about this event through Hitman. So thank you to Hitman for forwarding this info over. You guys are planning a very cool event over Memorial Day weekend to honor our veterans. And I mean, what? I don't need to talk. You tell me. You know all the good stuff. Come on, lay it on me. Well, thank you. And what a great opportunity it is to be with you and your audience this morning. Um, and our group is World War II Memorial Inc., which is a not-for-profit group that really started in 2010. Hmm. And now seven years later, we're culminating a journey. Uh, and that's what we're doing on May 28th, uh, Sunday afternoon, beginning at three o'clock in Veterans Memorial Park. Uh, and what we're doing, Miranda, is a celebration of the completion of the World War II Memorial down at the park. Uh, as I indicated, uh, we started with this effort in 2010 and began uh, planning uh, the monument and what it was going to be, what it was going to look like. And we started out with the idea of selling uh, or seeking donations for individual bricks that would honor a World War II veteran. Mm -hmm. And each brick has the veteran's name, branch of service, theater of operation, and date of service. And as I indicated, uh, we started out with the thought, maybe we can do 500 bricks, 500 names in one section. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, uh, seven years later, uh, the response was so dramatic and so uh, really wonderful. Uh, we have now ended up with 1,500 bricks oh in three different sections at the monument. And uh, it's just fabulous. And I like to say that every one of those bricks uh, tells a very significant personal story for somebody and someone. Mm. And uh, we had a groundbreaking in July of 2011. Uh, we completed uh, the first section or so uh, and had a celebration in November of 2011. But as I say, the response was so significant, we just kept adding bricks, adding bricks. Yeah. And then uh, once we completed uh, and got that done, realized that it would be very helpful for all to have a directory of each and every name 
so that if you come up and you're looking for a loved one or mm-hmm. a relative or a veteran that you know about, you can find his or her name mm-hmm. and find out exactly where that brick is located. And we have uh, names from George Ackerman to Henry Zogelman, wow. A to Z. <laughs> and uh, it's really going to be a, uh, it's a great addition, a great completing uh, addition to the monument. And that's what we're doing uh, on May 28th, at, beginning at 3 p.m. Now, this is going to be at 339 Veterans Parkway. That's right along the uh, Arkansas River near downtown. And uh, bringing lawn chairs is a good idea. That's a great idea. And uh, for those of your audience who uh, have not been to Veterans Memorial Park, uh, I think this will be a great occasion for them to visit because if you haven't been there, it's which, one of Wichita's hidden treasures. It really is. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And uh, so come down and join us. Bring your lawn chair. Uh, we're going to have a lot of patriotism in the air and uh, a lot of memories and honoring uh, so many people, so many family members. And you know, I've said, uh, Miranda, that uh, our mission uh, on Sunday, May 28th, is threefold. Uh, we are, of course, celebrating the completion of the World War II Memorial mm-hmm. in the park. Uh, and we also want to honor those women and men who served our country and the world, actually, so valiantly and so courageously in World War II. And to thank everybody who has been a part of making the uh, memorial happen. And doing it on Memorial Day weekend, of course, also gives us a chance to celebrate uh, our past veterans and those who are currently serving in the military. Mm. And this is going to be an hour-long celebration, and you guys have got everything. You've got music, uh, there's going to be a presentation, a wreath placement, and even a flyover. That is so cool. (laughs) Uh, and hopefully weather will cooperate. Yes. Uh, weather in the Midwest is always a factor. Bit unpredictable uh, at times. Yeah, but, but we've looked ahead, and to the extent that looking ahead has any significance, it's supposed to be a, a lovely day. So that should allow uh, the flyover of some biplanes coming from the Benton Airport, and uh, that's going to be a really nice part of the program. And uh, when our board was, when our group was formally uh, formalized and having a board of directors, uh, we were so fortunate uh, when we began to have four veterans of World War II on our board. Wow. And, of course, one of those was Mr. Phil Blake. And mm-hmm. Phil, uh, that name should be synonymous with Veterans Memorial Park because he has done so much uh, over the years to take care of the, the memorials, and he was a really catalyst for the uh, this effort on the World War II memorial. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Phil uh, died a couple of years ago, but mm. we still have three veterans on a board, yeah. and we're hopeful that uh, each of those individuals will be with us on the 28th to lay a dedication wreath at the foot of the memorial. I think it's so great that you do have uh, veterans that are on the board with you. And, you know, for younger generations, these are these are those people that you hear about in history books. These are those brave individuals that went out and, you know, went and fought for us, for, for us, for every generation that came after them. It was a very scary time then. 
and the, the type of courage, you know, it's called the greatest generation for a reason. And I think it's awesome. But if you're just joining us and you're like, wait a minute, what are they talking about? <laughs> this is uh, what we're talking about. We're talking about the Memorial Weekend Celebration to Honor World War II Veterans. And this is to commemorate the completion of the World War II Memorial at Veterans Memorial Park in Wichita. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous area. And, you know, right along the river, I mean, if you're just taking a walk, you can swoop right in there and just get i mean it's it's really inspirational as you walk through and beautiful setup and you can just kind of sit with your family take in everything that's there it's it is a really beautiful spot and this is going to happen this event at 3 p.m on sunday may 28th that's at 339 veterans parkway if you want to put it in your gps and everything from music there's going to be a wreath placement a flyover the color guard's going to be there this is a really cool thing to, to put together. It is a, a, a wonderful event, and of course, uh, hope that uh, all goes as planned, and that is it will be as wonderful as we want it to be, and and hope it will be. And you're really uh, right, uh, Miranda, relative to the location. Veterans Memorial Park uh, has a number of significant. Uh, memorials to mm-hmm. honor uh, veterans from um, World War One to the Korean War to the Vietnam War to World War Two. Uh, there are some specific memorials uh, for uh, Purple Heart recipients, for Gold Star mothers, uh, for uh, prisoners of war missing mm-hmm. in action, the Marines, the Merchant Marines. Uh, there is a memorial uh, celebrating or honoring and remembering Pearl Harbor. So there's really a lot to see. And one of the the additions that came after our World War II uh, memorial was one uh, celebrating uh, Operation Freedom uh, with all the various uh, deployments in the Middle East. Uh, And that's quite lovely. Uh, And, you know, I personally uh, am very moved uh, by the significance of what has been put out there and, and what is done. And the whole setting is just really touching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, as you mentioned, we are along the river. You can see Exploration Place. You can yeah. say Keeper of the Plains and the Suspension Bridge. So it's just a wonderful setting. And again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, each of these bricks tells a personal story. And let me just share one of those stories oh, yes, with you. yes, please do. Uh, and Bob Rogers uh, is a uh, World War II veteran, a member of our board who's been active from the very beginning. And I don't think Bob would mind. Uh, he's 92 or 93. But the Bob Rogers story is that he was a 20-year-old Army corporal attached to the 101st Airborne Division. And he was set to take part in D-Day by flying on a glider early uh, on June 6th, the actual wow. day of the operation. Oh my God. However, uh, as the military often does, plans changed, and he later found himself landing on Omaha Beach with other U.S. troops. And about that journey uh, coming up to Omaha Beach, Bob uh, was quoted as saying, he was never been so seasick in his life. Oh, he said no. it was much worse than a glider. Oh, no. But, again, it wasn't as bad as the German artillery shells that were exploding all around him as they moved inward. 
and he took shrapnel in his back uh, on that landing. Oh, my goodness. A few days later, two pieces of shrapnel punched into his helmet and ripped him into, into his head. More than two months at a hospital in Oxford, England, followed. And this is uh, for your audience that knows Bob. You'll, they'll appreciate this. Bob said, and again, remember, he was in a hospital in Oxford, England. He says, can't say I ever saw the university. <laughs> <laughs> And that's just one of the fabulous stories of these heroes, and they yes. truly were heroes. Oh, this is incredible, and I really do want to encourage everyone, take your kids, let them see a piece of, of history in the modern day, let them, you know, get their eyes on on some of these these very brave individuals and their families, and it, it's not just for World War II, it, it's for any war, it's for everyone that's ever stepped up and, and decided, you know what, I'm going to join the service, I'm going to fight, and I'm going to defend and that is that is something that I think sometimes in the day-to-day hustle we forget you know that there are things like that just like in that story him getting seasick mm-hmm. there, there's all this happening and he's probably scared out of his wits and there's all this and he's he does he can't even focus because he's obviously not feeling well exactly and which may have been a good thing uh, and uh I've been doing some research uh, as uh, the master of ceremonies for this event and uh, with regard to my remarks. And part of that research is reading a book by uh, a gentleman by the name of Don Stratton. Hmm. And he was a a young uh, naval seaman on the USS Arizona uh, on December 7th. And the book is called All the Gallant Men, the first memoir by a USS Arizona survivor. And I've taken a lot of information from Mr. Stratton's book, but one of the things he said uh, about uh, the invasion, the attack, he said, we were so young, those of us who enlisted, 18, 19, 20 years old, too young to go through what we endured that day. I can tell you that. If we were not quite men on December 6th, by mid-morning of the 7th, we were. Oh, my gosh. I need to read that. And, of course, if you're listening and, ooh, you got an F in history if you don't know this. This is about the Pearl Harbor attack. And so that's what we were talking about with the USS Arizona. So if you don't know that, mm, parents, get a book. Get a minute. <laughs> this is this is history that I think every every kid in America should, should definitely know and, and to really understand because our freedom comes at a very great cost from those that, uh, that, that give – their life to serve our country and this memorial is is so cool and it really is my husband and i used to love to take walks down uh the river and you know it's just a really great place there are several little spots where where you can just sit and take in what each monument means there's there's things that you can read uh, just about like what exactly you're looking at and, and what this is paying tribute to it's very cool and if you walk through the river, I mean, if you're right by the keeper of the plains, just hop on the other side of the suspension bridge. You can see all of it, and it's really great. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, Brandon. And you, you've captured how significant it really is. And if we may, let's go back to uh, history a little bit. Yes, let's do. Uh, and I hope that, um, and I, again, I've learned something, and this, again, was from Mr. Stratton's book. Uh, and uh, we all know, I think, uh, certainly of my era, uh, the famous words of President Roosevelt, Franklin uh, D. Roosevelt, to uh, a joint session of Congress on December 8th after mm. the attack. And the famous words, 
Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date that will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Well, the rest of the story is that on the 7th, uh, when the president was made aware of the attack, uh, his two speechwriters were not in Washington, D.C. They were mm. out of town. And so he was charged with writing his remarks, his address, uh, to Congress on his own. And so around midnight, uh, he dictated his address to his secretary. And the next morning, uh, on the 8th, when he awoke, there was a typed draft waiting outside of his door. And so he studied that draft. Uh, obviously, this is a, a speech or a presentation that is historic and so significant in mm. its importance. Uh, uh, remember that uh, the nation was, and every citizen uh, was in great alarm mm. uh, about what had happened. Oh, uh, yeah. And there was a huge sense of fear across the country. So this was indeed an important speech. And as he was driving to Congress uh, and being driven in his limousine, he weighed every word of that speech. And when he'd originally dictated it, uh, the opening line announced that the previous day would live in history. And as he was driving, he realized that that just didn't capture Hmm. the essence of uh, what happened. And he needed something that would express the nation's outrage. Hmm. And so as he was driving in a limousine, uh, crossed out the word history and put in infamy. Really? The, the, the most quoted part of the speech. Exactly. On the way there. Exactly. That is so, I never knew that. I did not that either. so cool. You know, you learn something every day. <laughs> I'm so glad you told that story. That's fantastic. Well, I'm looking on your guys' website, and if you want to check it out, it's Wichita World War Two, and it's two eyes. Okay, got it. So Wichita World War Two Eyes Memorial dot com, and I just got to ask because I'm looking on here and it says Kilroy was here. What? What is? Tell me what's Operation Kilroy? Good question. Good question. <laughs> and I'm sure that you have seen, as most of your audience, the fellow with the long nose yes. looking over a wall. Yes. That's Kilroy. Okay. And uh, there are a number of stories about where uh, Kilroy, uh, the derivation and where that came from. But I think the most accurate version is that there was an inspector named Kilroy uh, who would go around and make certain that all the rivets were in the Mm. ship, in the tank, whatever. Uh, And uh, long story short got to the point where after he had done his inspection, he'd put this logo, this icon that we're all familiar with, with the words, Kilroy was here. Oh, wow. Which meant that he had (laughs) inspected inspected it. it. He checked it out. Well, of course, it just grew uh, exponentially from there, and it became uh, the watchword or the go word for soldiers, Marines, Navy, that uh, when they would... Secure a beach or a location. Kilroy was, <laughs> was here, here, and wow. you would see it all over uh, the warfront. And let me tell that you another so story cool. uh, about uh, one of our veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> I mentioned earlier Phil Blake. Yes. And uh, uh, 
Phil was uh, born in uh, Wichita, grew up in uh, Watonga, Oklahoma during the Depression years. And he joined the U.S. Army in 1942 and served three years in the South Pacific. And again, one of my favorite stories about Phil relates to his personal experience with Kilroy. In 1944, when Phil was an Army sergeant serving with an anti-aircraft unit in the South Pacific, they had stopped in New Guinea Bay. Mm. And he decided to dive down to see a sunken Japanese ship there in oh. the bay. And, of course, he later said it wasn't such a wise decision. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phil said, it was a lot deeper than I thought. Oh, no. People who are young do that kind of foolish oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> but the fun thing is that he did make it. And guess what? On that sunken ship, on the side of it, there were the words, Kilroy was here. No. Man, he had to do He was down there for a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get that. And uh, oh. just to follow up on that, uh, <laughs> uh, be, maybe because of Phil's personal experience, but also the recognition that how iconic uh, this little face and those words were, uh, we decided to uh, make it a part of the monument. Aww. So, and the monument itself, just a teaser for your audience, uh, there are two panels, black granite, six feet tall, and about eight inches thick. Uh, and they mark the various uh, war fronts and gives information about how many people participated and so on and so forth on the front. Uh, and it's quite majestic. Hmm. But on the back, if you come around, there is the Kilroy logo. Oh, no and way. Kilroy was here. <laughs> I so love it. even with this formal monument, we had a little fun with it. That's really great. If you guys are just joining us and uh, want to know what we're talking about, guess what? You can catch this entire interview at power935.com. But if you just want the cliff notes really quick, right now we are visiting about the World War II Memorial Celebration that's going to be held at 3 p.m. on Sunday, May 28th at Veterans Memorial Park in Wichita. This event is to mark the completion of the World War II Memorial Project at the park and to honor those who have served. And this isn't going to include everything. It's going to be a really great afternoon music, a presentation. There's going to be a flyover. And, of course, bring lawn chairs. And since it's outside, you know, weather permitting, you know, keep an eye on everything so you know whether to bring an umbrella or some sunblock, you know, just so that you're all ready to go. And this has all been done with... Uh, Really, by the help of of a board, and you said that you guys all got together years back. Started in 2010. Wow. Uh, we had our first meeting. I think, Miranda, the first official formal meeting was October 30, 2010. So how does it feel now that it's, that it's coming to completion? It's a great sense of satisfaction mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, frankly, uh, one of the most prideful things that I have done or been involved with. Uh, and I, uh, my father, my, my personal involvement uh, initially was through my friendship with Phil Blake. Mm. But <coughs> I was quickly on board because my father was a World War II veteran oh. serving in the Army. Uh, and he was in Europe uh, for some 24 months uh, wow. driving uh, men and supplies uh, across Europe uh, and behind often behind enemy lines hmm. and uh, was in the Battle of the Bulge. Uh, oh, my five, gosh. Five bronze stars, a purple heart. Uh, and so it was very easy for me to be supportive of this memorial. And I have a brick for him and also 
two uncles that served in the war. So oh my gosh. that personal uh, ownership or possession uh, is important. But for our community and for our veterans uh, and for Wichita to, to have this there uh, means so much to me and, and all of the members of our board. Well, for, from someone whose grandfather served uh, in the Army for during World War II, I thank you for you guys and the board for taking this upon yourselves, for seeing it all the way to completion. It's going to be a really great event. And if you guys want to find out more, don't worry. You can check it out. You can go to Wichita World War II Memorial.com. The two, it's two eyes. So Wichita World War Two Eyes Memorial.com. You can check out their website. It's got all the info on there. You can hear about the story of Kilroy. You can check out the photo albums that they've got and find out about the 2017 celebration that's going to happen coming up on May 28th. It'll start at 3 p.m. at Veterans Memorial Park in Wichita. And this is to mark the completion of the project. And it's just going to be a great afternoon. If you want to find out more information, you can call 316-262-5780. That's 316-262-5780. Thank you so much for being on the air with us today. Well, it's a real pleasure, Miranda, uh, to have this opportunity to talk about something so near and dear to me. And I appreciate your excitement and and your interest and your knowledge. Uh, And again, going back to the history aspect, uh, Mm -hmm. We're going to celebrate uh, the history of Kansas and Kansas's involvement uh, in making the war a success. Uh, At one point in time, uh, there were 55,000 aircraft workers in Wichita alone. Really? And um, let me check my figures here. uh, But um, That's just incredible. 40%, and and there's a tie-in here because hopefully your listeners know about DOC, the Mm -hmm. restored B-29. Yes. More than 40% of all the B-29s that flew in the war were made in Wichita. I mean, and those were big planes. They were were huge. huge. Uh, And, of course, it was the B-29 or B-29s that – were involved uh, in completion of the war in the Pacific by dropping the atomic bombs Mm. on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But I think, let me suggest to you that where I would like to leave off, uh, I've mentioned uh, Don Stratton's book, and in there there's an unattributed prayer uh, that he had to lead off one of the chapters, and it might be a good way for us uh, to leave off. Oh, yes, let's do it. And uh, that prayer was, Dear Lord, lest I continue my complacent way, help me to remember that somewhere, somehow out there, a man died for me today. As long as there be war, I must answer, am I worth dying for? Wow. Be sure to be a part of this. This is an event that you don't want to miss in Wichita. It's the World War II Memorial Celebration at 3 p.m. Sunday, May 28th at Veterans Memorial Park in Wichita. You're listening to Empower Wichita on Power 93.5. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.